I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Six Rings. The dynasty continues. And football things. The X, the Z, vertical routes. I love football, man. With your host, Andy Hart. Well, Andy Hart is a football genius. I'm not going to pretend I sit down and watch the All-22. Next question, Andy Hart, please. Nick Fitzy Stevens. Is that Fitzy with you this morning? Absolutely not, Fitzy. This just in, I'm dead inside. And Chris Shine. Derek Carr, however, is a guy I would ride tonight. I think Matt Patricia's a boob. Hello once again, Patriots Nation, and we welcome you to the latest and most greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, a presentation of WEEI, WEEI.com, and Odyssey Sports. I'm your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens, joined as always by the Joey Chestnut of WEEI, the one, the only Chris Primetime Shine. What's up, guy? I got to tell you, Fitzy, I do a good, enjoy a good hot dog in my mouth. So <laughs> that's the place to enjoy them. Let me just set the record straight. Stick them right down my gullet. Yeah, right there with the old glizzy. Slide them down. Boiled, grilled. I'll eat them all. I prefer grilled, especially with a nice grilled bun. Yes. But I would eat a boiled dog. No problem. I'll, I'll eat a boiled dog, a grilled dog. Now, we're talking like off the grill, like in the backyard summertime grill, or oh, maybe like a, yeah. a nice little flat topper. Yeah, you know, if you got a flat topper and that's the way you're going, sure. But I want right off the summertime grill, nice mm-hmm. little char on my roll. But I don't want it black. I just want a nice little grill mark char. And I am, oh, yeah, nice little toast. Exactly. Lightly toasted. People sleep on the griddled bun, like where you yes. maybe a little butter on the side, get a good griddle. You know the key to grilling a good up. bun? I, you know, you I, to, I might not, but I would love to hear it from you. So on, a, on you know, your normal conventional gas grills, they have that top rack. Stick them up there, not on the bottom, touching the heat. That, that way, they just get kissed by the hot air and not necessarily straight up burnt. There you go. Summertime tips from your old pal, Shime. Huh. Yep. You You're already welcome. learned something at the start of the podcast, and we've barely even scratched the surface of today's Patriots Talk. On the program today, we will continue with our summer 2022 pre-training camp positional breakdowns. We're going to be talking quarterbacks today, so get ready for a healthy dose of Mac Jones and Plus, lots of Patriots potpourri, where we'll discuss wide receivers, tight ends, centers, and so much more. All right, Shime, we begin where it all begins and ends. The center of the Patriots universe. The most important position, I dare say, in all of professional sports, the quarterback. The New England Patriots, the quarterback, the signal caller, the guy who leads the huddle, he who is under center. This year, the New England Patriots appear to be headed to camp, uh, prepared likely to carry three quarterbacks, or so we believe, 
heading into the 2022 season. Veteran backup, if not uh, de facto alternate quarterbacks coach, Brian Hoyer, who last saw live game action last year, threw the first touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers of his career last year. So big year for the hoister, for the Hoy dog. We have fourth round rookie quarterback, Bailey Zappi, who looks Zappy. Like Zappy. Hey, old Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I remember I served in the war. It was me and Bailey Zappi in the platoon. Hell of a guy he was, old Bailey Zappi. Uh, we got Bailey Zappi, fourth rounder out of Western Kentucky. Kentucky, yes. The, the quarterback factory that is Western Kentucky, a prolific college career. Indeed, 62 tutty passes last year. 62 tutty. Insane season out of him. An insanely productive season. Almost like he had the Western Kentucky version of the final college year of our starting quarterback entering his second year one Michael McCorkle Mac Jones, who also had a hell of a season in Alabama in 2020 coming off his rookie year. Mac Jones actually earned some rookie of the year talk for the majority of the season before a bit of a end of season swoon and obviously a disappointing taste in his mouth left over from the finish of the season following that. Well, we can just call it an ass whooping by the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. By all accounts, optimism is high, if not in some parts of Pat's Nation, through the roof for Mac Jones as he heads into his second season. And Shime, I have written about it frequently for .com, covering Mac Jones extensively this past Sunday and the Sunday 7, as well as just some recent blogs posted to .com about Mac, Mac's body progress, Mac's throwing mechanics improving, working with Tom House. And now today, I just witnessed a couple of videos that have been making their way around the social medias of Max uh, Enhancified, if you will, Deep Ball. So, uh, Shine, before we get into what we think about uh, his 2022 season, I was with you when the Patriots drafted him 15th overall in 2021. We were doing a live stream. You were unpleased, I think the operative word would be. I was not, not not excited. You were you were you were far from excited about the selection of Mac Jones. Indeed. I don't think you were the biggest Mac believer. Give me your spin on his 2021 season. How'd you think he did? You can even throw in a grade if you want to. Um, I I won't. I, okay, cool. I I gave you the chance, but I appreciate you denying that. That's fine. I won't. I think I'm gonna probably give him a B plus, a nice solid B plus uh, for 2021. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It was average. I go B minus. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna trash the kid because it wasn't. It was by no means was it bad, uh, but it also wasn't all that impressive. It was fine. It was um, in a relatively simplistic offensive system. He executed it with uh, good command, uh, mm-hmm. but he didn't do anything that excites me. He doesn't have uh, a laser rocket arm. He doesn't have um, an unbelievable pre-snap process. there's just it's just it's very vanilla and and for a lot of people vanilla is okay because vanilla means he didn't make a ton of mistakes which he didn't it was what 13 interceptions some were worse than others some were again not his fault as you know it is with just about any quarterback but he does not have the uh, Aaron Rodgers-esque knack for not turning the ball over and, and and throwing it away a lot I don't love the lack of uh, mobility and ability to improvise, but again, some throws were impressive, right? Like that, you you think of the born pass down the seam on the touchdown, like throws like that were moments where he looked really good. 
the um, deep ball to Aguilar in Los Angeles against the Charger people. Uh, that touchdown, the aforementioned touchdown yeah. to Bourne against Cleveland, uh, the long pass for the touchdown, making up for the bad uh, against Dallas, which made up for the interception. He had thrown the pick six to Diggs prior to. There are definitely some select uh, quality throw highlights from his rookie season. but And then uh, there's oh, some brain farts, right, where he's about to get sacked and he throws it and it almost gets picked. So it's a rookie performance. That's, that was I actually that's... his first professional pass was uh, yeah, almost right. like a, a fumble that John o. Smith had to cover up for. Um, I can think of uh, misreading, not seeing Darius Leonard in the red zone and yep. getting picked off against the Colts or the, the pick six to Xavier Howard against Miami, which was a backbreaker and set the wrong tone for that game, which was, uh, yeah. which helped them end the season. And as you on, alluded to the on digs one again, yep. not necessarily entirely his fault, right? It touches the receiver's hands, gets tipped up and digs goes the other way with it. That's sometimes that's a, that's just a situation that, yeah, you get credited with the interception, but it's not all entirely your fault either. Yes, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Now, why the cookie crumbled, we're not sure. Did you apply too much pressure to the uh, cookie? Because Mac Jones bit it. Oh, because Mac Jones bit it because, of course, he had a body made by cookies, of course, uh, the lovely yes. queen of Patriots Nation, Miss Sophie <laughs> Scott, feeding him a diet of 10 chocolate chip cookies every night oh, during college. Uh, it's truly one of my all-time favorites. But Mac has been putting in the off-season work. Looks like he's been picking things up and putting them down. Because he looks like he's bit. got a grown ass professional body this year, which I think will help make a difference. I'm with you on all of that. Last year, Shime was a little vanilla. I think one of the most interesting things that we're going to see this year, Mac Jones last year, for everyone who would just like to hear us rattle him off, 10 and 7 record, of course, in the regular season. Second highest completion percentage ever for a New England Patriots quarterback. Again, like you said, a little bit uh, limited in the offensive play, calling a bit pedestrian at times as people accuse the Patriots offense of being, whether it was the lack of production from receivers or the way Josh handled them. We'll find out this year. 3,801 yards, 7.3 yards per attempt, 22 tutties, 13 interceptions. So statistically, a season that I do not think paints the picture of how effective he was or at times impressive because, and now we're going to get into all those Mac Jones talking points, the poise, the intelligence, the grasp of the offense, the work ethic, the study habits, you're never going to, Mac Jones is never going to get caught off guard or unprepared for playing quarterback in the, in the, in the NFL. And I think that's one of the things that the Patriots love about him. I know the intelligence is probably what Bill Belichick loves most about him because he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't have uh, Patrick Mahomes, wild athletic playmaking ability. He doesn't have Josh Allen's cannon for an arm. He doesn't have Lamar Jackson's feet. So he has to outthink a lot of people and then throw the ball intuitively, get it there before the receiver does, just make smart reads, good decisions. This year, however, we are going to see the Patriots ask more, a lot more of Mac Jones. I think one of the only certainties in a sea of uncertainties surrounding the 2022 Patriots, what's the run scheme going to look like? What kind of defense are they going to play? Who is actually going to play on the defense? How Who's difficult be on is the this offense, offense going to be? Because we've already right. heard we've already heard that their play calling is relatively simplistic with the new play callers. Correct. So one of the only certainties that we can bank on heading into the season is going to be the Patriots asking a lot more of Mac Jones. Now it's not like they went out and got him all this elite weaponry. They didn't go out splurge on a true number one receiver. They trade for Devontae Parker, which was pretty inexpensive to say the least but you do have the second year of Nelson Aguilar, the second year of the underrated Kendrick Bourne, 
You've got two tight ends, uh, which we'll be discussing later on in the potpourri segment, one of which was effective last year, one of which basically did absolutely nothing. So certainly anything you get from him would make a difference. <laughs> and a great running game. And Mac Jones, like we said, looks like he's gotten bigger, looks like he's gotten stronger. He looks like he's preparing to do more. Chris Scheim, I know the answer. I feel compelled to ask the question. Do you believe Mac Jones is ready to make a leap in year two in this offense with what the Patriots will ask of him? Uh, no, and it's not entirely his fault. All right, his, thank you. His, no, no, no. To his credit, it's not entirely his fault. I think if McDaniels was here again for a second year, I think you would see a bigger jump than what you will actually see. Um, I, I think primarily it's due to the situation around him, right? The incontinuity at uh, offensive coordinator. We see it all the time. I mean, Baker Mayfield might be the, one of the most recent examples, right? He had he, he had set the rookie record for touchdowns in a single season. Um, and then all of a sudden he gets Freddie Kitchens as his new offensive coordinator and everything hits the fan. Um, and he's just fallen apart since then, right? So, I don't quite expect the Patriots to go down that rabbit hole. I don't expect him to be that bad either. Uh, but I expect a lot more of the same is for me. I think if Mac Jones can give you slightly more than what he gave you last year, and, and I'm talking marginal, right? Instead of 22 and 13, maybe 25 and 10 and get over that 4,000 yard mark. If you get that out of Mac Jones, I see that as if for the Patriots as a win because of the uh, new offensive coordinator and, and then like you said, the lack of not necessarily elite offensive talent. Um, but if he is, you know, 20 and 15 and under that 4,000 yard mark, that is a failure. And if he's any worse than that, I mean, that is an abject failure. Um, but I, I don't, I don't quite expect that. I expect very much more of the same from last year um, and, and a slight improvement, but not, a, I just, I don't see the ceiling for growth all that high just because of, and again, it's not his fault. He's probably doing all the right things, working out, working with Tom house, getting his body right. Unfortunately for him, the situation around him just isn't ideal. See, I, of course, being the, the resident honk, the super fan, if you will, the Foxborough fanboy, your Pat's pal, trying to be as Pat's positive as possible. I see a lot of what the Patriots are doing schematically with the, um, should we call it play calling triumvirate, if you will, of Belichick, <laughs> uh, Judge, and Patricia, whatever the brain this, trust. The, yeah, the play call, the offensive brain trust, whatever it is. I see this being a vote of con sure. There's going to be a need to trust Mac to do more because <clears throat> the weaponry is not all star. It's not a Pro Bowl caliber offensive roster. Though there could be a couple of standouts and studs this year. I see this as a vote of confidence and what they believe Mac Jones can do and that he's ready for and can handle the progress. He's going to, he's going to show progress and he's going to handle the development. Well, uh, it is disappointing to see somebody like Josh McDaniels move on, not just because we're going to have to play him and what we believe will be the best third down offense in the NFL coming up this year, but you don't have that someone in his ear grooming and guiding him. Who the hell knows what kind of yeah, QB coach be honest, Joe Judge is going to be. Yeah, I don't want Joe Judge in the ear of any young quarterback. I don't like it's I I, I just I hate it. I hate the idea that I don't think he's going to poison the water hole. It's not like he's going to come uh, in and be like, hey, kid, everything you've been doing, it's all wrong. I want no, you to do it. This that. He's not going to do that, gonna, but he's also not going to get I a lot of. I don't think it's going to be a lot of helicopter parenting this year with Mac Jones. Shime. I really don't. I think it'll be Bill Belichick grooming and zooming in but i do not believe there's going to be a lot of like oh do it this way do that we get ready for this like they'll make him situationally aware 
But I think this is going to be a lot of like, all right, we saw some redevelopment, real growth out of you last year. Let's take let's, let's take let's take it the next step. But it's going to be you who makes the step, not us holding your hand. Yeah, you have far more confidence, I think, in Bill Belichick than I do, and, and I think that's kind of where the mistrust here lies. In that, I don't, I, I can't imagine in any word world that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia were Belichick's option A or option B. Um, for a man who seems to have all of the answers whenever he needs them, to me, th- going back to these guys and to do something they've never done before cannot in any way, shape, or form ever be his plan A or B. It just can't. And so my my belief is that plan A was that Josh would stay. He did not. Plan B was let's go get Bill O'Brien. He And then, and then he realized the situation with Nick Saban. Says, nah, I don't want to screw my buddy. I'm not going to do that. And then plan C is now, okay, now what do I do? And now he's scrambling. And that's, I think that's the the disconnect that I have is you think that this is a vote of confidence in Mac Jones. I think this is Bill Belichick scraping the bottle of his plan barrel because he doesn't, he didn't get what he wanted. And so he's stuck with the two guys that he knows will just do whatever he says. Yeah. See, I need to believe that this is a vote of confidence in Mac Jones, because if I come to learn or start to believe in the idea that it's Belichick scraping the bottom of the plan barrel, which I've never heard used before, but I most certainly will use again. Full credit to you, Christopher Scheim. Thank you, sir. If that's the way Bill Belichick is going about it, then that is dangerous. You are playing a very dangerous game, not just with your legacy, but with your team, your standing in your own division, let alone conference, and in the development and confidence of Mac Jones. Because if they have, if he has a 20 and 15 season, like you just talked about, they are screwed blue and tattooed. They uh, are cooked, goosed, I don't think they are. porked, and more. And because you need Mac Jones to do so much to carry this team this year. And yes, I understand they're kind of a run first team. They're a power run team. Hopefully both running backs will have, you know, near a thousand yards, excellent seasons, maybe not completely pro bowl or fantasy worthy, but at the same time, it, we'll, we'll get, you know, 800 to a thousand out of each. Well, hopefully with a near double digit touchdowns or more, that would be awesome. But you're going to need, as I've said on this podcast, and I believe he's capable of 30 some odd or 30 plus touchdowns, likely 15 interceptions or so from Mac Jones this year, because you're not going to be able to stop a lot of people. You're going to have to keep up with Miami. You're going to have to try to keep up with Buffalo. You're going to have to keep up with the Raiders, all these teams that are going to be bringing loaded arsenals, absolute like wagons of offenses into Foxborough or that you'll be playing on their turf and or grass, you're going to have to let Mac open up. So this is the year that Mac Jones cooks. Yeah. So I, I look at it a little differently. Like I have said since January, since they were eliminated since past, just after they were eliminated from the playoffs, that this next season would be a bridge year. To me, that feels still the truth. I don't think Mac Jones goes 20 and 15. Yeah. You're taking a step back. Yeah. That doesn't feel great. But at the same time, I think next year is the determining year, right? Mm-hmm. For me, 2023 was was and always has been the year um, because I just uh, – the way Belichick chose not to invest in this roster uh, the way he had the year prior or even – I mean, I'm not asking him to go break the bank like he did last year, but at least go get something, especially when you're losing J.C. Jackson, you're trading away Shaq Mason. I, you'd expect him to invest some way right Mm -hmm. in some Mm -hmm. form or fashion. And he didn't. And again, so to me, it just indicates he was scraping at the bottom of the plan barrel. He kind of knew, okay, I need to take a step back. We need to readjust. I need to give my younger guys a year to grow. 
And that's why he also, to many people's shock and surprise, drafted another quarterback. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I know Bailey's not going to touch the field this year. That's fine. Max, my guy. Because he's going to be cheaper. He's going to be cheaper and he's no, going to replace Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones is my guy this year and he's my guy to start 2023. And then once we're in 2023, when we're really t fully tooled, we have our legit offensive mm -hmm. coordinator in here. We're ready to actually make a playoff push and compete. Yep. If Mac can, that's my guy. And if he can't, well, then I'm on to the next one. And the kind you of see, that's I, the philosophy. I think there was so I think they believe in Mac Jones so much that they went out and basically drafted what they believe is like a slightly discount carbon copy version of him in Bailey Zappi. Well, I don't see, think I Bailey disagree. Zappi, they are so think, different. But I I think they believe that if Mac Jones were to go down, that they would be able to potentially and Hoyer would probably get first crack at it should he make the team this year. And I think we both believe that Hoyer's gonna make the team so this year. So I think I think you're gonna see from Hoyer a lot of what you saw from Stidham in years past, where he's on the roster, but he doesn't dress for games unless Mac gets hurt or Bailey's hurt. Gotcha. Okay. And I I still see so I see Mac Jones, then I see the younger version of Mac Jones, if you will, or the carbon copy that they could just sort of insert into the game in a Bailey Zappi type. I know they're a little bit different, but at the same time, neither of them came into the league with laser rocket arms, both very prolific, smart kids, look, you know, clean cut, fresh face. Yeah. Uh, and Hoyer, like we said, is sort of like a coach on the field and also can, you know, give you a couple reps if you need, uh, if you need to have them. So uh, I'm in on Mac Jones' development this year, taking the next step. Shime's a little hesitant as well. We'll see how that plays out. Let us know what you guys think by giving us a follow at Six Rings Pod on Twitter. When this podcast comes out, let us know how you feel about Mac Jones and what you believe in him. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A couple of other quarterback nuggets before we wrap this first portion of the podcast up. Uh, recently, Bucky Brooks did a breakdown of the best duos in all of the 11 position groups and he said the best quarterback duo in the nfl actually is in the afc east it would be the buffalo bills of josh allen and case, case keenum. keenum absolutely excellent that's a great job by bucky. Ex excellent job by bucky excellent job by buffalo gm brandon bean has just been batting a thousand the last several years absolutely for buffalo crushing it. absolutely crushing it couldn't agree more um it's interesting. This is year two for Mac Jones. So, you know, Josh Allen wasn't exactly a stud, but we could see some signs, if you will, of the talent. Obviously, he brought all the physical tools to the table. Year two, it was year three where we really saw the maturity progress. In year four, he turned into a bona fide stud and a certified G. Tua Tonga Vailoa in year two. Uh, 
you know, I think we're all still sort of like, eh, with two. Yeah. Again, and, on and general, this is this is a situation where I'm higher on somebody than a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a little higher on two. I don't think people give him enough credit. Uh, mm-hmm. On uh, in a well, they've certainly given bad... him the talent to be able to make now major they have. progress like, in is, year three. This is bleeper get off the pot year for Tua, and I, Big I, am, time. I completely understand that. But uh, Warren Sharp tweeted this out. Actually, I think it was just last week. Tua Tagovailoa was number one on early down accuracy uh in the nfl mac jones doesn't crack the top 10 like yeah because he's 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 one read charlie i mean that's like that's what he does that's but that's how sure does but he also is completing an extremely high rate of passes like this is and i understand the deep ball he's probably gonna throw a bunch of ducks to ty hill blah 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 that's we're all just basing that off one silly twitter video the dolph at dolphins probably should not have tweeted out yeah (laughs) fair that's very fair but i just I, i just think that uh, I, I think Tua has a lot more. I, I, I don't think people realize that his rookie year really shouldn't have been his rookie year coming off that debilitating hips injury. Mm-hmm. I think last year was more his rookie year than his first year. Uh, and so for me, this year is, is a year that he has to take a step forward. And again, if he doesn't, I'm fully prepared to admit that I was wrong and that's fine. Um, but I, uh, I, I, I see him as, as better than most people do. Okay, uh, where would you put now, based off what Bucky Brooks said there? Where would you put the Patriots' quarterback room overall in the NFL? Um, I'd, I'd put him a... personally right in the middle of the pack, which is where people have Mac Jones, uh, you know, twenty fifth best fantasy quarterback heading into the season. But overall, most people have him around eighteenth best overall. I think he's going to finish a top fifteen quarterback by the end of the year, maybe as high as thirteen or twelve. Uh, the room overall, right smack middle of the pack. So I am not uh, fully versed in all of my backup quarterbacks, mm-hmm. um, but just knowing who the starter is and who the backup is, the backup being a, like, I don't feel comfortable if I have to start a game this season with Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi, even if I'm playing the jets, I don't feel comfortable that I'm going to win that football game. Like it's that to oh, me. I, I would, I would love to watch Bailey Zappi get a meaningful game this year. I don't think we're going to see just that. Saying, and... Yeah, I'm saying in a completely hypothetical situation. Uh-huh. And so, um, I like I would have to say somewhere in the uh, right around probably where Mac Jones is slated, right? So right around right. like 18, 17, yeah. 18. Are there a lot? Because I can't think of a lot of other backups that I would rather have starting. Now, there are rooms like San Francisco has a very good quarterback room still with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Jimmy G, if he's still there with Trey Lance as well. Uh you know, but there are so many other teams though where the like QB Seattle, rooms are just. I don't want Drew Locke. Who, who I, the hell knows what's going on? Seattle. Who knows what's going to happen in Cleveland? Hopefully, that quarterback Atlanta? is told what he's not I allowed to Marcus play. Marcus Mariota. Oh my like, gosh, Atlanta. Good lord. Carolina. No. How about even if see? they get Baker Mayfield? I don't. How about like Carolina? War, War, Washington, the the former Washington. football team now known as the Carson the, Wentz, the Commandos. Yeah. I, I to the Commandos' credit. Wentz Heineke is probably as good as Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Actually, it might be a touch better because they stole Sam Howell from North Carolina in the draft. He's a he can really run. He can scoot, man. He's a scooter tutor. And he can he's got a good arm too. So they're probably with the Patriots right in that 17, 18, 19 range ish. Mm -hmm. I think you're looking at uh like the Vikings are probably slightly better. Um, with Kellen Mond and Kirk Cousins, eh. Kirk Cousins is better than all of those guys. Kirk, oh, yeah. Cousins, Kirk Cousins is definitely better than all those guys. Yeah. Fush uh, show, Fush uh, show. I, I bet Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is probably right in the oh, area. Oh my god, no, my guy, you don't know who his backup is. Are you kidding? 
It's my guy. The Mississippi mud, the Mississippi mud, mud flap. Excuse me. The Mississippi mustache. Uh, Chad Kelly. uh, No, for God's sake. I can't believe I'm uh, blanking on his name now. Oh, Gardner Uh, Minshew. Yes. My guy. How could I be so ready? Man, I definitely expect was up too late in the 4th of July. That, that he should be starting on half. I think he should be starting on a quarter of these teams. Now, like Pittsburgh, who knows what you're going to get out of uh, Mitchburg. And can he pick it? Pick it. Yeah. I, I would take the Patriots from over them. Um, so it's like you you look at it, the 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 Patriots quarterback room you would take over other teams. It's it's Houston. Um, I actually I really like Trevor Lawrence, so I'm not gonna say Jacksonville. I'd take the Patriots quarterback room over the Titans quarterback room, though. Uh oh, over heck Pittsburgh, yeah. over Carolina, over Atlanta. Uh, See, I, Detroit, I tend to think over uh, Chicago. years ago, years ago, Jake Delhomme had a game, a playoff game. Terribly nice man. Hell of a performance against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But Jake DeLome had a, a playoff game uh, on a Saturday night against Arizona when Kurt Warner made that unlikely Super Bowl run for the oh, Cardinals. Yes. And he threw oh. five picks, I, th- I think, in one game. And that basically just ended him. Like, that yeah, that performance, done. he never – he went into a career tailspin at that point and was never the same. I am of the mindset, I think Ryan Tannehill's ghastly performance – God awful performance against the Bengals, uh, Ben's gals this past January. It was going to four t- interceptions, I, three, and they were all unforgivably oh, terrible. Right. Beginning of the game, halftime to start and the then, second half, and then towards the, and then towards the end of the game to set up the GWFG uh, for oh, the Bengals. Right. So they it was such a bad performance. I think he's rattled and shook. Now they get rid of AJ Brown as well. Uh, they bring in Traylon Burks. Uh, their tight end situation. Oh, they have Malik great. Willis. That's right. Malik is Malik Willis in Tennessee or Malik Willis in, in Tennessee? Atlanta? Malik He's Willis in Tennessee. in Tennessee. Yes. I'm very curious to see if he actually gets uh, meaningful reps. That's right. He is. Thank you so much, Shime. Good call by you because, of course, Tannehill said, like, oh, I don't feel like I should have to mentor him. Then that this, went by. I think this is the. I He's love done. the Tanisance. This might be the end of Ryan Tannehill. You're right. The Tanisance is over. I you am might here be to pronounce the end of the Tanisance. On this day, I am declaring the Tanisance S Mort. It is over. It's huh. done. Finished. Where were you when the Tanisance ended? I book them and book them, boys. I was hosting the Six Rings and Football Things podcast with my guy, Primetime Shime Time himself so i would put the patriots quarterback room middle of the pack trending upward ish and we'll can see I if Mac can actually you, bring the room up a little more uh, since we're on the tennessee titans yeah i would love this season to mm-hmm. see just one game a, an one. actual one game. meaningful nfl game mm-hmm. malik willis and derrick henry that's what i want to see i want to see that Ooh, that would be fun that Ooh, would that be a would lot be of fun. fun that's and it's just for that reason it would be fun and that's it i like fun I, i'm a huge i also Big fan of and proponent of fun as well. Yeah, been a been a, been championing uh, trying to have as much fun wherever possible most of my life, and I'm glad to Amen. hear the same from you. And hey, Amen. people fun people sometimes find podcasts where you talk a lot of football, especially the New England Patriots, fun as well. So sure. why not tell your friends? Hey guys, I have discovered this awesome new football podcast. It's Patriot centric. It used to be called Off Day. Now it's called Six Rings and Football Things. And after you finish subscribing and rating and reviewing, tell your friends about it as well. Tell them to get on board, and they too can help us celebrate the ascension of Mac Jones. Maybe rub Shime's nose in it later on the season. Maybe. Or they'll be there to say, Shime, you were right. And they will know when we declared the death of the Tanisons. 
So there you go. There's your quarterback review for the New England Patriots headed into this season. I just saw FanDuel tweet out moments ago as well. Their AFC East quarterback rankings. Shime will end on this one. Well, I'll, I'll end on this question. I saw they had him at Josh Allen, Mac Jones, uh, Zachy Boy, uh, and they had uh, Tua as the fourth best. So last in the AFC East. I'm going to imagine that you're going to disagree with those rankings. Would you go? Would you go Josh, Tua, Mac, Zach? Yes. Okay. And it's and two and three are very, very close. Until we see this season, two and three are almost the exact same. I would almost consider Josh tied for second, Mac Tua, fourth, yep. Zach. So would I. So would I, I can see that. I'm still going to go Mac two, two or three, old cutie pie himself, Zachy boy, four in the basement of the AFC. Yeah, Zach until... Wilson has shown me nothing. I haven't seen that much that he's aside better from than just, anybody. Uh, yeah, exactly. I haven't seen. I haven't seen enough to make me think that he's better than anyone else in his division, let no. alone any of the other year two quarterbacks. And we'll punch out with this. So of all those year two quarterbacks, Mac Jones being the crux of the quarterback positional review, if you will, here on the six rings podcast, who do you think has the best second year of Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, yeah. Trey Lance, the, the big QB class of 2021. Yeah, I'm very high on half the class and very low on the other half. I, I think, in my opinion, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have the best second year out of all of them. Um, I, I think if you watch his, watch how he played last season in quite possibly the most dysfunctional season oh. ever in NFL history. What an like, absolute trash like, pile they surrounded him with for his rookie season. Urban Meyer might be the most pathetic excuse for an NFL coach in NFL history. Like and we've seen some pathetic excuses for NFL coaches. We have seen shit jobs for NFL coaches. And I think that might take the cake and to Trevor Lawrence's credit in certain situations played really well. I, I think all the talent that made him the first round pick in the, the most can't miss prospects since Andrew Luck um, is still there. It's just, and I think with Doug Peterson, a guy who got Carson Wentz in an MVP race and won a Super Bowl with Philly, I think that's a great guy to have in his corner. Uh, I think the offense will be better suited to Trevor. So I think Trevor has a great year. I also think Trey Lance is going to have a good year. I've been a Trey Lance believer for three, four years now, whatever it was, um, and playing at North Dakota State. Like I, I've been, is it North Dakota State? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and I, I, I mean, ever since I watched him go a season without throwing an interception, it's like, oh, this kid can play football. Yeah, um, and he's and, got wheels he does and and i hope that they don't rely on that too much but i think he'll have a good year also because san francisco's roster is just really good so i think that helps a lot and then i am super super out on justin fields uh, and zach wilson you it's, want to talk I, about just like the, the, a disaster of a situation in chicago kicking they the nars too. nothing i love nothing. i loved fields coming out of the draft i'll be the first mm. to admit that but that team that situation in chicago is putrid brutal is absolutely disgusting not Gabage. even dan marino could have come in and made anything out of that like it's 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 awful and i feel bad for the kid but because yeah. of that him and him and zach wilson are gonna stink and then i expect mac jones to be in the middle there and and trending towards the top half 
I think Trevor Lawrence ends up having the best year because I am such a I'm such a believer in him as well, and they have given him yeah. some actual talent to play with this year as well. An actual coach, like a I know, legit and an actual coach, coach. Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson, old Dougie P. You know, not the sexiest hire for a coach, Belichick, by the way. but I know he did. It well also ha- helped having Frank Reich there as well, who seems True. to really have has found a balls. way to crack the code, yeah. and he has the stones to get it done. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Trevor Lawrence does, followed by Mac Jones. And then it's just, you know, Trey Lance will flash at times. He'll kind of pop poor Justin Fields. Talk about having to make chicken salad with chicken shit. No kidding. And yeah. And then, you know, yeah, I think Trey Lance pops at times. Zach Wilson, the biggest wild card, because like I said, awesome draft. He's got some legitimate, like he's got CJ Ozuma tied in now. Garrett Wilson. Um, Elijah, Elijah Moore. You still have Corey Davis as well. Braxton Berrios. Now you got a real run game with Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Like they've get their... This is a you call it a bleeper get off the pot year for who did you say that was this Tua, year for and it's also for Tua. the same way for Zach Wilson. I, I think agree. it's the same for I mean they'll give him another year as well, but like it's a big blanker get off the pot. Yeah, it's uh, Joe Douglas saying, Hey for Zach Wilson. This is it, guy. Like yeah. th- we need to know if you're our franchise or not. I have given you all that I can give you. If you can't get it done with these guys, then we can't get it done with you. We shall we shall have to perhaps take our business elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere indeed. But don't you go elsewhere for the latest and greatest in Patriots news, talk, and more. Follow at Six Rings Pod on Twitter. And if you'd like to ask us a question, correspond, provide extensive feedback, share recipe tips, tell us where you're tailgating, whatevs. We're good with it all. All of the above. Six Rings Pod. That's the number six. Six Rings Pod at gmail.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're moving on. This train keeps a rolling here on Six Rings Football Things. Thank you guys so much for giving us a listen. Uh, wherever you happen to consume, uh, whether it's at WEI.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, you name it, we're talking about it. And we're available there as well. All right, let's do a little Pat's Potpourri, Shima Jima. Pat's Potpourri. Little Pat's Potpourri. Just a couple things floating out there in the Pat's verse worth discussing. All right, so I mentioned in the quarterback positional breakdown, an excellent segment. If you happen to have missed it, please go back and listen to it. Please do. Uh I mentioned the Bucky Brooks article where he ranked the best duo. It's the, let me see, the exact title was 2002, 2022. Excuse me. I spoke too quickly. Getting out over my verbal skis. Like I, Ted. 2022 NFL season. Ranking top duos at 11 key position groups. You ready for this, Shime? Love to hear it. This is not just some rando hot take. This is a man who played in the national football league. So this is Bucky Brooks. For those of you who don't know who Bucky Brooks is, excuse me, played in the NFL, played in the NFL. Him and Daniel Jeremiah have the move the sticks podcast. Excellent. They have been breaking down rookie classes since I was a child at this point. I feel like you were just a, you were a thought. I was a wee baby. A wee baby. uh, These guys have more football knowledge in their pinky than I have in my entire body. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Bucky, if it's coming from Bucky and DJ, it's words that I listen to. One of the true sages, if you will, like a no hot take artist. This guy knows talent. Spitting the facts. Excellent, excellent work for NFL.com. The NFL, like the, the move the sticks podcast. And of course on the NFL network. 
So Bucky Brooks does this 2022 NFL season ranking top duos at 11 key position groups. And he gives quarterbacks. That's Buffalo. He says the best running back room, Cleveland, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, also says that the Broncos have a good one. Uh, the yep. Packers have a good one as well. I also think the Patriots could be a top 10 running back room in the NFL this year. We'll see. Best receiver duo goes to um, duo. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it? Oh, is it L.A.? Keenan Allen, Mike Williams? Oh, somebody get this guy the prize of his choice. Let's go. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Oh, yeah. We've got a winner. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, correct. Followed by Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. That was going to be my next guest. Look at the that. Greatest. Now, see, I would have gone Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who finished number three, according to Bucky Brooks. So but, of I, course, I the injury like, to Godwin yes. could be. Yeah, uh, Godwin may not be back until, you know, midway through the season. Uh, side note to everyone, uh, if you're looking to grab a value pick this year in fantasy football, get the Russell Gage, who will be filling in for Godwin until he comes back and or like a, a reliable third Russell target Gage story. for Tom Brady. You know what I enjoy? I enjoy long walks on the beach. I enjoy sunny mornings, cold beers, and I love a good Russell Gage story. Well, uh, come the offseason this past year, Tom Brady personally called Russell Gage and said, hey, Russ, I love your game want you to come play for Tampa Bay this year. And Russell Gage said, I was so taken aback that Tom Brady knew who I was that I said yes almost on the spot. And so wow. Russell Gage is now a receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Personally recruited him. Pretty much the only true viable target, if you will, last year outside of Kyle Pitts on that banged up, dinged yes. up garbage Atlanta pile team. of an Atlanta offense. Of course, Corderell Patterson was a Had real a great dynamo. year last year. Russell Excellent Gage year did. last year. Russell Gage, terrific year. He kind of popped. And then Tom Brady went out and got him another quality target, which will make the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no longer the Gronkineers, difficult to defend this year. Now let's get to the tight end room. Who does Bucky Brooks believe is the best tight end duo in the NFL in 2022? Um, okay, so let's work through this here. Um, I guess you could, it could be the Raiders, uh, Fabian Moreau and Darren Waller. Um, it could be, Ooh, I'm going to, Oh, uh, oh man. Yeah. I thought it would, I thought it would possibly be Foster Moreau and can I get a, can I get a division or a conference? Uh, think American football conference. Ooh, AFC. That's, that takes me, uh, matter of fact, all three of his choices are from the American football conference. It has to, one of them has to be, uh, uh, Kansas City, then, right? Just because Travis Kelsey's so good. All right, coming in at third overall, it would be the Cleveland Browns, according to Bucky Brooks, with uh-huh. David and Joku, who is franchise tagged, and uh, budding talent Harrison Bryant, who I think is a star in the making, or at least a high quality okay. tight end. Coming in at number two. The Baltimore Ravens with Mark Andrews, also one of the elite tight ends okay. in the NFL. That makes sense. And Nick Boyle. And okay, Nick, pop me. I'm a Boyle. Go ahead. Uh-huh, exactly. Nick, bring it to a boil. Coming in at number one, the combination of Hunter Henry no, and Jonu Smith, the New England Patriots, according to Bucky Brooks, what are we doing? Have the best tight Bucky. end room in the NFL. What are we doing? 
This is not an onion headline. This is not a prank. You are not being Ashton Kutcher is not about to walk out and say you just got punked. That's right, Shime. Bucky Brooks writes, do not let the modest numbers put up by this veteran tandem in their first season together in New England overshadow their immense talent. Yeah, exactly. So we've talked about multiple times about this, Mm -hmm. that Hunter Henry kind of is what he is, right? He's right around 600 and... Uh, you know, more than six TDs in a season. Basically, we had an excellent tight end breakdown just a few weeks ago here on the Six Rings Pod. I we sure did. You listen, please go listen to it. However, so uh, Hunter Henry, however. solid tight end option. How, whomever, however, uh, Johnu Smith is not. We've talked about this multiple times. I would rather have the Cowboys tight ends of Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin than the Patriots tight ends, specifically because. I want nothing to do with Jonu Smith. (laughs) How can you name them the best tight end pair in football when Jonu Smith has done nothing? Blake Jarwin to date, believe it or not. Blake Jarwin, uh, believe it or not, is a uh, free agent to date. Oh, is he? He is. Well, then there you go. But even still, I would rather have Travis Kelsey, and I'm pretty sure the backup tight end is Blake Bell, who used to play quarterback at the University of Kentucky. I would rather have that, or yeah, Kentucky Wildcats. I would rather have them than Mm -hmm. uh, friggin', uh, oh no, actually it was Kansas State. It wasn't Kentucky, my bad. Kansas State. I would rather have them than these two, uh, these two Patriots. Did you gonna call them Jamokes or Jabronis? I was gonna call them Jabronis, but Hunter Henry, that's too, that's too mean to him. He's good. He's a high quality tight, 600 yards, nine touchdowns, 50 catches. He could be on target for that or maybe even a little more this year. Jonu Smith is going to play better. I cannot promise you that he is going to be the next level game-changing elite-level playmaker Andy Hart believed he would be in June of 2021. Obviously, the Patriots spent big four years, 50 million, 31 and a half guaranteed on what they believe was the potential of Jonu Smith. We did not catch a sniff or a whiff of any of that potential last season. We saw frustration, failure, too much thinking, stone hands, lead feet. Now, maybe that he's committed to a full offseason, he should be able to do a little bit more or make some semi-positive contributions. But I, too, was completely thrown aback when I saw that Bucky Brooks said he expects this is definitely a betting on potential, not a spot that they have earned. Uh, Also, ready for this, Shime? Going back to our quarterback positional breakdown and me being a big believer in Mac Jones year two. Jacked Jones, as we now should be calling him. Not Jack Jones. He plays corner for the people. (laughs) Writes Bucky Brooks, quote, With quarterback Mac Jones expected to take his game up a notch after playing at a Pro Bowl level as a rookie, the Patriots' dynamic duo could create plenty of headaches for opponents ill-equipped to deal with a versatile, or versatile, depending on how you like to say it, versatile 12 personnel package. Would you like to know who had more receiving yards than Johnny Smith last year? Everybody. Durham Smythe, who I didn't even think was an actual NFL player. That's a trophy. Come to find out, he's on the roster of the Miami Dolphins, backing up Mike Kosicki. Those two are better than these two guys here in, in New England. Like the Durham Smythe Trophy. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, I love, I love Bucky. I love what he does. I, I will always support what he does. But this take is ludicrous. <laughs> I just wrote about it for wei.com as well. I was stunned, blown back. Uh, the jaw was borderline agape, if you will. Um, I can imagine. And, and the funny thing is, everywhere else that Bucky Brooks makes his picks here, I have 
little to no quibble at all. Like yeah. his off his interior and exterior offensive uh, line, defensive tackles. Who would you who would you say he has as the best combo, best one two of defensive tackles? tackles? Mm-hmm. It's probably the Rams because they have Aaron Donald. Uh, no, believe it or not, that is. believe it or not. No, I think because uh, it's Aaron Donald and no, he gives it number one what to about Tampa. San Fran? Oh, ta- oh no. okay. Could have been now. See, San Francisco. But they don't have an Indomitian Sue anymore, though, do they? It's Akeem Hicks and uh, Vita Vea. Oh, that's right. They brought in mm-hmm. Akeem Hicks. Vita Vea, Vita Vea, well yeah. played. Then he's got the Giants with Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, followed by okay. the Washington Commandos with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Yeah, Darren. Yeah. Yeah, Allen Young and Payne. That mm-hmm. uh, wonderful defensive line they got going on over there. Uh, edge rushers. He's got Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Have uh, to have that up there. The Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack there, has to there be up too. there. Yep. And, and then, then number my three, other one, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. Oh no, actually, number three was Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard for Cincinnati. But I okay. probably would have gone Chandler Jones and Max Crosby as well. That playoff game or rather the play-in game, if you will, to beat the Chargers at the end of the season. Awesome made game. me a tr- uh, First of all, I thought that was the most entertaining game, non-playoff edition of the 2021 season. They Turns out it was an actual time. playoff game. It was yeah. awesome. A friggin' awesome football game. It made me a full lifetime believer in Justin Orange or Rainbow Herbert. Yep. God, do I love watching that guy play quarterback. So good at football. So freaking good. And also... Thought that their quarterback was an absolute bozo. I love pit boss Richie. Uh, yep. Rich Passaccia. Rich Passaccia, as Bill Simmons called him. Uh, the now former coach of the Raiders, replaced by Josh McDaniels. Uh, and also Max Crosby. You want to talk like, you know, I remember reading the breakdown, the profile of uh, Chase Winovich when he came to the NFL. And the breakdown was plays like he has zombie blood, like relentless. Nonstop yep. motor. Nonstop no, motor. It's Max Crosby who has that. And then yes, some. And this offseason, he got paid in yep. a big old way. And I'll be quite honest, completely deserved it. And now he actually has help on the opposite side of the defensive line. So they can't just double team him every time. It's not going to be uh first round bust Cleveland Furl or, you know, yeah. outcast Yannick and Gawkway. It is Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. a legitimate pass rusher who is on the all decade team. Like yeah. that is going to be that NFC West race, man. It's just going to AFC West race is just going to be a blast all the way oh, around. I think, you know, in new England, a lot of TVs are always, if not immediately tuned to the Tampa Bay game so they can watch yeah. their hero and champion forever play in another uniform. That makes me want to throw up through my eyes. And I understand that that's everyone's second favorite channel or second favorite game. I think I'm going to need an AFC West only red zone this year. Uh, dude, those divisional games are going to be a blast, whether it's Chiefs and Chargers or Raiders and Broncos or Broncos and Chiefs, like all the way around. Broncos, Chargers. It. I'm here for all. There literally Every is no bad, bad combination. Not no, one. there's not. There is legitimately not a bad matchup or combination in the AFC West. We may leg- we may truly be seeing the most turbocharged, insane, steroid filled divisional race in recent NFL memory because all four teams could lay claim to the the crown in the division if not also being the number one seed in the conference or being a potential su- couple of they them could be have- sh- Super Bowl contenders I the Broncos all are- of them are Super Bowl contenders F- they're uh, their Broncos are <laughs> effing stacked they have so this is this is the coolest part about that division every team has a legitimate stud quarterback yep. every team has legitimate 
like offensive weapons, whether awesome it's receivers, Travis yeah. Kelsey or Devontae Adams or or Darren Waller or Mike Al- mm-hmm. Williams and Keenan Allen and Cortland Sutton and Javante. Uh, Javante is going to be a beast in that backfield for, um, for the Broncos like that. And and all four of them have legit defenses Four MVP candidates, a quarterback Four honest to God MVP. MVP Yep. It's going to be awesome. AFC West red zone only this year. Give the people what they want, please, please Please. just, just ask it. That's all we want. We just want an AFC West red zone channel this year. Yes. Yes, I do. That's all we want. Uh, the rest of it was off ball linebackers. He gave to Tampa Bay for Devin white and Levante David. Okay. Uh, Probably, uh, is Indianapolis up there with Darius Leonard or, uh, San Fran up there with Fred Warner. uh, Yes. San Fran was number two, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, uh, Micah Parsons and Vander Esch for the Cowboys coming at number three top cornerback tandem. Sorry, it is not Terrence Mitchell and Malcolm Butler. It actually it went to top cornerback. Oh, yep. uh, is it Green Bay? No, they came in number third. Russell Douglas ah. and Jair Alexander, who just got paid. Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, who both got that injured last season. Number two, number one, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Ooh, I think that's a bit of a Miami. stretch, but I like it. I don't love Byron Jones. I like Xavier Howard. He's I actually think... gotten better, though. Yes, he has. He definitely has. But I also think... Um, the uh, the Chargers cornerback mm. pairing of our boy J.C. Jackson and mm-hmm. Asante Samuel Jr. could be up on that list next year. They could enter the chat for sure to be considered next year on Bucky's list, where, of course, we will see the top tight end duo once again be Hunter Henry <laughs> and Jonu Smith. Ah-ha! And finally, safeties. Who do you believe he gave the top safety duo to? Oh, man. Um, it's also an American football conference team. Yeah, is it the Broncos? Coming in at number three, Quandre Diggs, Diggs, and Jamal Adams in Seattle. Two, Kevin Byard and Amani Hooker uh, in Tennessee. And number one, Micah oh, Hyde and Jordan Poyer. That's right, baby. You got just, it. I, I was thinking Justin Simmons the whole way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it might be the Broncos. I'm like, oh, wait, what am I doing? I'm missing the, I'm missing the Bills. Yeah. No, who, I'm, and, and I'm all in on them after the way they played in the postseason, awesome. or at least especially against Micah the Hyde as well. is awesome. Sick play on that ball intended for Aguilar. The game was over when he picked off that pass. Yep. Then they just proceeded to add 40 more points on top of that insult and injury. All right. We have wrapped up this episode. Thank you very much for that content there, Bucky Brooks. I thought that was fun, Shime. You knew your positional duos very nicely. I study uh, as much as I can, Fitzy. Yes, you do. You do a great job, my guy, producing this, producing the morning show at WEI and so much more. Give him a follow, won't you? At Shime Time on Twitter, at Shime Time 12 on Instagram. Across the board, your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens is available at Fitzy GFY. We'll be back with one more podcast this week. We're hoping for special guest Matt Light to join us. And when Matt Light joins us, if and so, we will break down the Patriots offensive line in our next positional group breakdown. Uh, thanks again for to everyone who listened uh, at Six Rings Pod on Twitter, Six Rings Pod at gmail.com if you would like to get in touch with us anytime. Appreciate you following us. Rate, review, subscribe. God bless. Go Pats. And we will talk to you on the next episode of Six Rings and Football Things. Bye. Bye.